Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope everyone had a great week. And as we go into our next topic, I considered which topic I wanted to do. So I decided on healing. And so this month we're going to be talking about different types of healing works. And these are coming from basically an energetic perspective. And there are many, many, many different types of healing traditions. And I have been so blessed to be able to experience, especially different types of indigenous healing traditions. So we're going to be, this month, we're going to be talking about like a kind of a basic overview. The first thing we're going to be talking about is, well, how do you know you need a healing? Which for those who were a part of the, um, who watched the earlier videos on clearing, there are a lot of similarities between energetic healing and an energetic clearing. So we're going to be referencing a lot of that. So what you might want to do is sometime between now and next week, go back and take a look at some of the, at the uh, sections on clearing, because some of that's going to play into what it is that we're talking about. Uh, healing in some ways could just be considered a clearing from within. And for those who are focused that that is their, their thing in the energetic realm that they do, they focus on healing. Pretty much it's about restoring balance. It's about restoring a system back to its functionality. And that doesn't mean setting up like, you know, as, as a chiropractor and, you know, and, and that comes into the healing work that I do because chiropractic is about restoring balance and restoring harmony. And the idea that, you know, there is the perfect spine, I don't believe that exists. Every spine is designed for that person. It's based on their experiences. It's based on what it is that they, you know, that their life path has been. And so each spine is unique and each person is unique. So each healing process in some ways has to be very unique. Now there are, you know, certain systems. We'll be talking about Reiki. We'll be talking about um, some indigenous healing practices. We'll be talking about energetic healing, incorporating aspects of nature, which is one that is tremendously near and dear to my heart. So, you know, but first off, we're going to be talking about the idea of what is a healing. And what is it that will allow somebody to really go into that place of not just knowing what it is that someone else needs, but knowing how to give it to them. And there's a certain detachment that needs to happen with that. Um, it's, it kind of sounds counterintuitive, but honestly, when you're doing energetic work, when you're doing energetic healing, you can't be attached to a particular outcome. And we're going to be talking more about that, but I wanted to kind of open it up and, and kind of get you into that mindset. Now, once again, and as I always say, the things that I, I'm teaching, the things that I'm sharing, the things that work for me, maybe they'll work for you and maybe they won't. This is about opening up a possibility. And 
you know, maybe you have training or information in a different system that is different from what I share. And that's awesome. That's great. I, I hope that, you know, you have a lot of different ways. The more ways that you know, the more tools you have in your toolkit. So these are things that in my work that I utilize that I know is something that works from my perspective and it works for me. You will find your way. And while you find your way, having access to some of these other traditions and, and some other ways of maybe thinking about healing, that might kind of, you know, help to spur you to find what it is that is your path. So these, these are fall into the classification of a way. It is not the way. Please, please, please do not ever interpret anything I say as the way because there, as far as I'm concerned, there is no the way for everybody. So it, it's, it's okay. You know, if you go, wow, that just does not resonate with me. Perfect. Then find what does. Find what does resonate with you. Use that as a way. It's like, okay, I know what doesn't work, but I'm going to go with, you know, so I'm going to look for what does work for me. So as I said, you know, these are things that I utilize in my practice that I've worked with, with myself, with others, and they have worked in my case. Now, um, from the perspective of the healer, healing is tremendously personal. And for those of you who are also dealing with empathy, you know, this is a, this often people who are very empathic go into healing traditions. They, they look for ways to be able to help other people feel well. Now, when you're an empath and especially a strong empath, part of that is it's not, it's not totally selfless. I mean, you know, we do the work we do, but the thing is, there's a part of it, you know, I've always kind of held the theory that someone with an uncontrolled empathy can only be as happy as the least happy person in the room because you're going to attach to them and that, that is going to become your feeling and your emotion. So if you can make sure that people are well and happy and balanced, then you can feel okay. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding that a part of that is that, that self-protection. Because if other people are okay, you're okay. So, you know, for empaths, often they will go into uh, professions and into practices where they do a lot of healing because it can make them an active partner in helping someone restore balance to themselves. And, you know, often it's, it's kind of a, a misnomer to think of healing as like this cause and effect thing. It's like, oh, they've got something wrong. I'm going to fix it. And then they're going to walk out and feel great. Honestly, most of the time, it's not that simple. And depending on what someone is dealing with, it could be, you know, it, it could get very tricky. And it may be that there's more than one thing necessary in order to help that person. So as we talk about this, as we, you know, as we go into, you know, this, these topics, we're also going to be talking about um, ways to protect yourself with, you know, I mean, not energetically protect yourself, but legally protect yourself. And it, it's going to be a, a work 
because what happens is, is that we get so into the idea of helping that we forget that there are legal lines that we cannot cross. And if nothing else, I want everybody to be able to go out and participate and do their healing work and know that they know how not to end up getting themselves into trouble. And so one of our, one of our sessions will be talking about the Medical Practices Act. And yeah, it's wonderful to be a healer and be the most effective healer you can be and still follow the rules. And there are ways that you can be able to do this. And I'm, and it's it, for those of you in the state of California, we're going to be talking about that. So the idea that the relationship that the person who is the healer and the person who's being healed, you know, that is a very, um, it, it can be a kind of intense sort of situation because energetically you're blending and how do you keep what's yours separate from what's theirs? That is also something we're going to be covering because it's very easy for someone who finds a good practitioner, they find someone they like, and then they just kind of clamp on to them. They you know, they, they begin to, you know, just really, you know, they're calling you all the time and they're, you know, they really want a lot of work and a lot of attention. Well, in those cases, there's some other work that needs to go on. There's always a certain level of detachment that needs to happen. And as healers, that can be really tough. It can be really hard to keep the lines clear, to not cross a line that ends up creating an unhealthy attachment because that unhealthy attachment will completely work against the entire healing process. So you want to be able to make sure that what is yours is yours and what is not is not. When you finish your healing work, you know, that's what needs to happen. They need to go and, and be able to move forward with what you give them. We'll be talking about, you know, before care, you know, what, what do you do before the healing work, how to manage a healing works. There's, you know, as I said, there's a lot of different ways to manage this, but there are certain things that are very helpful that if you get into a habit and get into a pattern of doing them as you go through the healing work and even leading up to it, then it will allow your work to remain at a very professional level. Then there's the aftercare which is something that a lot of healers, especially those who work with a lot of people, maybe um, they do healing works at events and things like that. There is still a certain level of aftercare that's needed. When you send someone out and you have altered their, their energetic field, which a healing does, it will alter their energetic field on many, many levels. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that when that person's leaving, they have the information they need to take care of themselves. And once again, go back and, and review our section on clearing, because that is an integral part of, of healing work, is that idea of managing what is clear. I've been a chiropractor now for almost right around 15 years. And before that, I was a massage therapist. I've been an empath since I was born. And it is, 
you know, it's, it's always been something. I was always like, you know, the little family nurse. And, and I was the one who was making sure that, you know, when, if somebody was sick, I was, I was helping out and taking care of them. And, you know, so it's always been a part of me. What I had to learn was that it was fine to have a healing ability, but there were other parts that were also very, very important for that. One, taking care of myself. You know, what are, what are the self-care things that you need to do? If you're going to go into professional healing, that, it takes its toll. It is a commitment. And it can be very easy to get so wrapped up in what you're doing that you forget that, you know, you need to take breaks, that you need to clear yourself. You know, you, sometimes you get going and you're doing like back to back works and, and it's all great. And, you know, and you're, you're doing really well and you're really proud of yourself. And then all of a sudden the bottom just falls out. Well, usually that means that you haven't taken care of yourself in the way that you care for others, that you, you're not acknowledging that, you know, you need to take your time back. Now, the whole idea with energetic healing, we're going to be talking more about this, this month is that it moves through you that the healing is not something that it comes from you. And I cannot stress this. There's two things that I'm going to be stressing a lot. One, healing comes through you, not from you. Because if it's coming from you, then you are draining your own resources. You are, you know, it's the universe is an infinite resource. And when the energy comes through that, then that's where, you know, that's where you can just be able to do a lot of different works. If the energy is coming from you and your own spark, your own life force, that is not infinite. That is very finite. And you're going to exhaust yourself. You're going to end up, you know, damaging yourself. And then what's going to happen is you're going to have to stop doing what it is that you love, which is healing work. So really be clear on that. Work from that place of energy moving through, not from. Also, there are practitioners who believe that it's, you know, that they work best by taking what's going on with somebody and drawing it into themselves. And then they transmute it within themselves. That is a way. And I do know practitioners who handle it that way. And for me, frankly, I don't want to walk around with something that someone else has. I have a, this was something that I used to do. And I will, I will admit freely that I used to, that was the way I used to work. I would draw what was wrong into myself and then just let it go. You know, I, I would transmute it and then, or believed I was transmuting it. But there was always that exhaustion. There was always that little nagging thing. And then I would have to go and I'd have to do major clearing. Well, if you don't follow that philosophy, if you allow that what belongs to them can be dispersed from them, it can be altered within them, that you don't have to bring it into yourself. And, um, I, I have a, a tremendously, you know, strong lesson in that. And 
it is that I carry, you know, a physical evidence within myself of something that I drew in from someone else that was, it actually showed up on an x-ray. It was, it, it was interesting because, um, when my mother was pregnant with me, before she found out she was pregnant with me, she developed a, an illness, a lung illness that had very definitive, you know, signs on an x-ray. And then she found out she was pregnant. And so they stopped treatments with her. And yet she got better and she completely recovered from the illness. And she had me and, you know, everything was fine. Well, fast forward, you know, about 35, 40 years. Yeah, well, no, about 40 years. And I was helping out a friend at chiropractic college. And, you know, because we had to take x-rays on each other. Well, she needed to take a chest x-ray for me or of me in order to pass, you know, to get her credits. So she was, you know, in there and she developed it. And it was, it was in the old days where we still had films that we had to run through the machine. And so I was waiting outside because, you know, part of it was she had to read it for me. Well, I saw her come out and she looks at me panicked and she goes and gets one of the, you know, one of the instructors and they go into the dark room or they go into the room and they're looking at the, at the films and then they come out and they're both looking very concerned at me and they go get the head of radiology who goes in. And at that point, I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad because, you know, I had lost my sister to cancer and I was, you know, I was very concerned that maybe they found on the chest x-ray, they saw signs of breast cancer. So the head you know, the, the head of radiology, you know, comes out and calls me in and I'm like, Oh God. And so I walk in and I say, look, if you found cancer, just tell me right now. And he said, no, he said, it's not cancer of any kind. He said, they were concerned because they saw scarring on your lungs. But I told them that was from when you had, you know, this particular lung disease. And I said, well, I never had that. It was called sarcoidosis. And I said, well, I never had it. And he said, no, you did. You were very young when you had it. He said, you know, these are very, very old scars. He said, but you know, the scars are clear and you had that. So I went and I called my mom and I said that, you know, it's like, well, mom, did I ever have sarcoidosis when I was a baby? And she said, no, you know, you never had that. And then she thought, and she said, oh, but I was, when I was pregnant with you, I had it. And they had to stop treatments when we found out I was pregnant with you, but it all cleared up. And that kind of sunk in to me because I had the signs on my lungs, the scars on my lungs from a disease that I didn't, ha I never had, but my mother had while she carried me. And in meditating on this, it would make perfect sense that a young empath who was within the body of someone else and that body had a disease and I depended on that body, that I would draw that into myself and spare her. So, you know, it's interesting having an experience like that where it's like, oh my gosh, empathy is real. And you know, maybe instinctively after that, that was how I dealt with it, you know, draw it into myself.
always draw it into myself. And then later on, I learned there are better ways to do it. And so we'll be talking about some of those better ways. But believe me, I know firsthand, there are prices you pay for taking it on to yourself. And I want for you, for your healing experience to be amazing, for it to be wonderful, for it to be everything that it possibly can be that makes you feel really good about yourself and about life and, and about what you're doing. And yeah, if you don't have to pay that price, it's, it's good to avoid it. So we're going to be talking more about that. And it is, um, I, I'm really excited about this because, I mean, it's what I do pretty much every day. On some level, there is either talking to someone, you know, and helping them through, you know, because healing isn't just about what's going on with somebody physically. It can be about what's going on with somebody energetically, emotionally, spiritually, and being able to figure, kind of differentially diagnose and one of the first things that you'll be differentially diagnosing is, is this something that you can help with? Is this something that is within the realm of that energetic work that you want to do? Is it something that maybe they need other help with? I, I've known a lot of people who ended up getting themselves into, you know, a, a kind of a bad situation because they's like, no, this is just purely energetic. It's purely energetic. And then it ended up being something physical that could have been resolved. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a tricky thing to manage. But after a while, as you gain in confidence, as you gain in experience, and as you, you know, you learn how to really trust your abilities in being able to read people and yet still, you know, have that thought, okay, what else could this be? What else could be going on here? And you find that out about talking with people. And we'll be talking about how you have a conversation with someone who you are going to be working with as a healer. Because there's, there's a very important conversation that you need to have before anything happens. And we're going to be talking about how to have that conversation and how to have it be something that's positive. So this is going to be a really cool month. We're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. And for those of you who are healers, hopefully, you know, maybe there'll be something that, you know, you'll be able to add to your work if you're new at healing or if, if you're just kind of thinking, wow, you know, I really like to help people and, and maybe I'd like to go into one of the healing traditions. Uh, there's many, there are as many different traditions for healing as there are healers. So my goal here is to help you find yours. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be just, you know, hitting, once again, hitting those basics and, yeah, helping you to figure out, you know, maybe what it is that you need to be able to move forward into whatever it is you want to do, whether or not it's a specific tradition or whether it's not some, whether, you know, maybe it's just something that comes straight through you and it may be, a, a tradition that doesn't have a name or, or a system that doesn't have a name, but it's you and that's okay. So these will be ways that you can be able to grow that and to explore that more deeply. Now, um, so yeah, this is going to be a really cool month, especially for healers or people who are looking to find healers. Now, 
at the end of this month, I'm going to start doing something that is very exciting for me. And it has to do with the Patreon uh, account I have. And in the description, if you, the idea is that, you know, it's, you would become a sponsor and a patron for this channel. So uh, what you can do is you can go to the link that's in the description and it's for my Patreon account. And what it basically is, is for as little as $2 a month, uh, it's like $2, $5, $10, uh, $50 or $100. And each level has different things that go with it. If you, if you uh, pay uh, support at the $2 level, then you get a shout out. And, you know, I, you know, of course, you know, I want to thank you and acknowledge you for, uh, for sponsoring me at that level. Now, starting at the $5 level, that allows you to have access to a live stream that will be for the Patreon uh, sponsors only. And for $5 a month, then you would be able to participate in that. Now, in that live stream, we're going to be talking about things that are a little bit higher level. And it's also going to be a question and answer uh, session. So you'll have an opportunity to ask me questions and I will be able to answer them right there in the live stream. And then that will be available for Patreon members afterwards. Um, this will be on Saturday, June 29th. And we're going to, we'll be starting at noon. So noon, Saturday, June 29th for Patreon sponsors at the $5 level and up. At $10 a month, uh, you receive everything before that, and you also receive a signed copy of my book. At the $50 level, you would get everything before that, as well as a one-hour consultation with me every month. So uh, we can sit, we can talk about whatever you'd like to talk about, uh, during the hour, it's yours. And for $100 a month, you get the everything, including the counseling or the, well, spiritual counseling or the one-on-one -on -one consultation twice a month. So I decided, and I was, I was really encouraged to expand on, on what I'm doing. And in order to do that, you know, in order to be able to support that, um, I'm asking for sponsors. So if you're interested, then you've got this whole month to sign on. Anybody who is signs on this month uh, will be a part of the, um, the live stream on the 29th. So hopefully uh, you'll be able to join us. And uh, for those we have, uh, our, in fact, our new Patreon sponsor, Kathleen Smoot, thank you so very much. Uh, she came in at the $5 level. So uh, if you are interested in that, just check the link that's in the description. Uh, also, if you would like to support this channel, you can like the video, you can uh, subscribe, and it's always cool to see the community grow. Because really, this is about growing a community of people who can be able to go out and share information with others and help, you know, maybe you know, get this world kind of in a slightly better space and to be able to follow your passion when it comes to spiritual things. So, uh, and if you have any comments, for those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio or listening on Healing House Radio, 
uh, please check out the video and uh, you can check out the Patreon account and you would also be included uh, with the live stream if you choose to choose to sponsor me that way. Also, if you have comments, you can put the comments in the blog talk radio uh, comment section for the show or for those who are on YouTube, you can list the comments. I am in the chat room for the premiere episode. So, yeah, and, and I always list that in, in the description that I am in the chat room and you can ask questions after the f- premiere episode, then you can leave any questions in the comments section. So, you know, we got a lot of changes coming up, a lot of new things coming up, a lot of transformation coming up. Um, I really want to, you know, build this to be something that will allow people to have access to information that maybe they might normally not normally be able to get at the very least to get you started and get you going. And if you want to join in on the live stream that we're going to be doing, uh, all you have to do is sign on as a sponsor at the $5 a month level. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a part of this process with me. Thank you for hanging in there with me for as in whatever way. I hope that the information you're getting is useful to you. If there's other information you like, if there's other topics you would like me to cover, please feel free to do so. You know, ask me, uh, send in the comments. You can reach me through Twitter. You can reach me through the Facebook group that we have called Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. So reach out, let me know what it is that you'd like to know. And for the question and answer session we're gonna do on, uh, on the 29th, you know, have your questions ready. So until then, thank you for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and Class dismissed.